It is the Anfield Wrap live show on a Monday. Well, free show on a Monday for you. Coming from Thailand's National Stadium. Behind us, Liverpool are training. They're doing all of the drills, all the bits and pieces. You can see them there, possibly, if I move that way, if you're watching it as a video. We've got this one set up for us, so it'll just be running as it goes. I've got Craig Hannon. I've got John Gibbons. Tell you what, it's a lovely ground, this. I love the way it ebbs and flows, John, through the middle of it. And it's, I've got a massive telly at one end. Oh, yeah. both ends, actually, but that end one's better. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a huge telly, and before they did a close-up of Virgil van Dijk, and it was like 80 foot of Virgil van Dijk's face, and I never knew how much I needed that in my life until I got it. Like a Mount Rushmore of van Dijk. <laughs> I was so big, but he looks so handsome. I wouldn't want me that close at the moment, put it that way. No, absolutely uh, not. Hot and sweaty um, is the author of the day, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, did it, was, the, the joke is, before when we got... Uh, got a picture with the manager afterwards. I looked like I'd just got beaten the dart 6-5 by Michael Van Gerwen. <laughs> uh, that was the general look of me at the Ali Pali. Couldn't handle the pressure. Buckle, that was 5-2 up at one point. Uh, Craig, it is, firstly, the footballers look great. Uh, like, it's the first time I've seen them in ages, and so many of them, not just when they go up on the big screen, but from what we can see, they just, I mean, the, the speed of the training drills is absolutely mesmeric. It's, it's incredible, isn't it, when you see up close? Uh, sorry, I'm going to be turned away from the camera. It's fine, the camera's fine. The camera's fine. We're watching the footballers. Um, yeah. They're, they're they're incredible. They're what you, you see their quality in, in little tight spaces, and and that's that sounds like an obvious thing to say because they're professional footballers. But um, that is the difference. That is the massive difference that you see whenever you're watching this close up. It's just exciting to see there's some of the young players involved there, uh, and obviously the new signings. I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of Nunes uh, as we go through, and hopefully, hopefully they play a little bit more of a, a match or some sort of shooting here. Yeah, no, it looks it looks the absolute business behind us at the minute. The stadium looks great as it's staggered all the way through. Craig. We interviewed the manager before, I interviewed the manager before. It was a pleasure to do so, uh, as he is always the absolute business. Uh, movements around us all the time, by the way, as we're doing this. But the thing that we, he's clearly wanted to say today, he didn't just say it to us, it was to everyone, was this conversation around Liverpool's midfielders. As far as he's concerned, he genuinely just doesn't see what all the fuss is about. And he, he couldn't be more unequivocal, I think. You know, he, he, he was very determined he was going to make his point, and he made it. Yeah, I'm not even sure if you asked him about midfielders suddenly he's thrown in. Yeah, he does he... this with interviews with you, doesn't he? There's always a message that he wants to get across, and obviously the fact that he said that, uh, not just us, to, 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 to all of the media who have ran with it today, uh, that was the thing that he wanted to get in there, didn't he? Yeah, I, I just wonder, first and foremost, how does he know that people are wondering about midfield? Who's told him? But also... He's, he's on Twitter. He's uh, on Twitter. Well, I, you I know think he's, that. he's definitely on Twitter. Uh, unknown entity. Yeah, it's always like, oh, yeah, me mate, me mate told me, innit? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's always that. Oh, I don't read the news papers but, but someone said in the papers but he's got he, he's he's he couldn't be more emphatic and you know he's gone out of the way he's used this metaphor of the golden cow uh which you know when he was talking to paul joyce that's in there as well it seems to me like he's he's just he, this is the nature of the manager he is he wants to back his boys and given yeah, the opportunity always. to back his boys he will do it and he he feels as though they're these are the footballers that got him to where he got to last season and he thinks he'll, they'll get him to where he wants to get to this i think there's a couple of things i think when when you look at how good this squad is the first thing you're all you're, you're gonna you're gonna try and find something what's the next thing that we need to sort oh we signed we signed a proper number nine what's the next thing okay someone do something good uh, a few more of the lads moved around just some excitement sharing what I was saying yeah. there were they great <laughs> uh, point Hanno <laughs> you're always you're always looking right what's the next thing that we can that we can fix and the way Jurgen's looking at it is he doesn't see a need to fix because you know they, they, they win two trophies last season They're, they get to the final hurdle of the of the other two so um, look he, he wants to show confidence to his boys he's obviously not going to sit down with you Neil and go you know what you're spot on I go uh, well, I wasn't saying is, it as I was well, quite I need, clear with I, him <laughs> I need Jude Bellingham in my life he's going to say well actually I back Curtis to, 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 to you know to go up a level this season, um, you know, I'm back in Nabi Keita, who, um, you know, 
can play more games and, and, and will play more games than he did last season. Um, you know, and, 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 and he, he knows he's got Fabinho, Thiago and, and Henderson. I'd like one more. I think we'd all like one more. But uh, as he says, it's the golden car. But just on the, the one more thing, though, Craig, this comes back to the, the other thing he does say is if someone comes to me and says they want to leave, then it'll change the situation. I think that's the, that's the, the key. That's the beginning, middle and end of the one more is that that's, that's his outlook. That's the way in which he's going about his business. It's the, cha- it's the Chamberlain question as to whether someone comes in and, and lashes 15 million at, at, at Chamberlain. I think, uh, I think a few of the journalists have said that at different times. And um, I, I, I've, I've thought all along that it's always been a bit of a, ne- a negotiation tactic. You say that um, you say that you're not looking for, you're, you're not looking for another midfielder. That you're happy with what you've got. We've seen him do it time and time again. We've seen you know. I'm sure when we were signing Oxley Chamberlain, he said in the press conference on tour, we're not signing Oxley Chamberlain, and then we signed him at the end of the summer. So um, I don't think he's being completely honest. I think they will be looking. I think if Jude Bellingham's available, they'll go for it. Um, but ultimately, we've seen with this manager that he's happy to wait for another season uh, if the right player isn't available. He's happy to wait, John. I think that the the idea of the... <laughs> you what, know, yeah. tackling, do Absolutely you? lashed at him. Careful, that's Thiago there, Yeah, be careful on that one. We'll need a midfielder. Fabino's <laughs> <laughs> broke. Uh, there is, there is on it, John, with him and with the, the the way in which he goes about this. It is that I think it's not just the idea that he backs the footballers with the talent; it's also the ones that he's worked with, and I think that that's that's a big deal to him. Also, the idea that everyone knows what the role is, everyone knows where they are in the pecking order, everyone knows what they need to do to move the pecking order around. I think that's worth pointing out as well. But it is not as simple as he just thinks. Well, you just get one more in because they might be a bit better. And I think that this is this is just who he is, and and, and that's what he's about. And that very much, I think, suits the people who make decisions around transfers at Liverpool as well. Everyone's very much on the same page as the on this. Yeah, I think you know he values people as well and he and he and he thinks he's got a really special group in terms of how they are you know everyone's sound and i think that's that's clear you know everyone you speak to says like you know there's there's the no no but it's basically everyone's sound everyone supports each other and i think jürgen's worked in football long enough to know that like that's sort of a rare thing it's something that james milner talks about as yeah. well where and he's you know played for lots of football clubs you know we, we did the player profiles on him recently on, on for, for subscribers and you know you're talking about all his clubs and the impact that he's made there and the different dressing rooms he's had but he talks about this one sort of being really really special so I think he's for Jürgen he's like he'd love to break up that and that's not to say that occasionally someone might move on like Sadio Mane but he's like if I can help it I'd rather keep it you know we had the situation obviously at Dortmund with your your players sort of leaving every summer and it did his head and he's like well no one's to go now and they're still trying to maybe get new lads I think he backs the players you know he backs them as people he also backs them as as footballers as well and I think as supporters we can always be a little bit guilty of, of, of wanting the shiny new thing or one in the golden cow if we're going to sort of say that that really and and forgetting sort of how good that these lads are really and and you know he you know mentioned Alex Huxley Chamberlain there you know he I think he'd back Chamberlain if he did have a run in the team to sort of you know to produce the goods you know it's for one reason or another it didn't happen too but much what, what, last but, season. but this is where what's what is difficult John is is his own actions so there's a couple of exceptions and trust me Curtis Jones's performance at Southampton is one of them and the, the selection at Southampton is one of them but you know we were laughing in the office and, and laughed on this tour you know Naby Keita only starts 19 Premier League and Champions League games Chamberlain's number is even lower Jones's number is lower uh, Elliot's number is lower and this is where you know the manager may well feel as though these lads can come and bring something to the party but it is it is fair to sort of say well you haven't been picking them uh, when there's perhaps been opportunity to do so in the second half of last season I mean Chamberlain barely gets a kick in the end yeah 
doesn't play after March. I mean, that's a fair point, but I think he does get to a point in the season where he's like, right, I'm not messing around. Not these are my guys, and and I think that's as much about about sort of rhythm so, and things. So, like that. do you think the job is almost for these these lads to establish themselves as much as they can in the first part of the season, so they become essential for the second part of the season, which which Kaita does about 75% of. I think it's worth saying. Yeah, I think so, and, I, and I, but I don't think that's the case for just the midfielders. So, for, for example, you know, Canate finishes the season first choice. He starts in that Champions League game. I don't think that guarantees that he's necessarily going to be first choice next season I think it puts him in a really good position um, don't get me wrong but I mean would it shock anyone if Joe Gomez had a really good pre-season and suddenly he's starting the first league game you nope. know it would be completely mad would it and, and he's and he's someone who who like you've just said there Neil who just couldn't get his game you know at all towards, towards the end of last season so that wouldn't shock you at all so I don't think I don't think Klopp necessarily feels that there's a set pecking order I think he just decides that at some point in the season that there is and these are the guys who've, who've got the rhythm these are the guys who are playing together these are the guys who got off this understanding and I'm just going to go with these to the end but it all does almost a reset in the summer I think with them um, there's also a reset potentially for the World Cup I'll come back to you one more time John before I bring Craig in on the Carvalho aspect which he's brought into midfield today but there's also the with this little run here there is there is the first 16 uh, league games and the Champions League games that come with it then there is the World Cup and then there is the Jan- January transfer window opening so if he does feel as though he's got one that he doesn't necessarily need I think there's a chance he does something a little bit different moves someone on promotes someone from within and maybe even looks at dipping into the market he were prepared to do it last summer because Diaz became available yeah I think so and it's interesting on the World Cup because Klopp made reference to it recently on in an interview where he said basically some players are going to have a very long season this season and for others they've got a big break and so he's mindful of it he's already he's talking about it now I don't think the World Cup will affect his decisions on who starts the first game of the season you know for example but it will start sort of creeping in the longer the season goes and certainly afterwards you know we'd be thinking about who's fresh you know who's who's gone deep into the World Cup who maybe sort of went out a little bit earlier you know who's had the breaks it's it's a, it's a lot to think about really and I think you know Jürgen Klopp's fine with that you know he understands situations he doesn't get stressed out about things that he sort of can't control this is the situation now but he will be mindful of it and I'm, I'm pretty sure he will be because he's talking about it already um, he mentions Carvalho for the first time in the midfield setting the start of the summer uh, Neil Jones said Carvalho when he signs would be seen as a, as a front from three option first and foremost he does mention little bits as well around shape and I do think that where people line up may well be similar but because of different names are in different positions that'll move along but it's interesting Carvalho and Tyler Morton uh, talked about Tyler Morton playing as an eight but Carvalho especially I think being thrown into that midfield setup, I think is is interesting. And, and when I was speaking to him, he said, "Well, you don't know where the goals are going to come from next season." Yeah, I mean that that's interesting. In that, I think that's as well that that can be seen a bit of a negotiation tactic as well. Like I, I think you start th- throwing players at that position and saying, "Oh yeah, he can play there. He can play there." That's why we don't need. Um, but having had a week's training with him, he's maybe looked at him and gone, "Oh well, actually, I like the look of him here." Similar to what he did with um, with Harvey Elliott at the beginning of last season, I think um, it'd be inter- interesting as well to see what he does with Harvey Elliott. And because um, the beginning of the season, he was starting so much, um, surprisingly, um, and and obviously until that injury at Leeds leads away, he was a he was a sort of mainstay in the team. So. Um, Look, I don't see. I don't think we're going to see loads of Carvalho uh, straight away, but he's obviously seen something in training that he starts stylistically. Um, you know, he can do a job in there. I think on, on Carvalho, I think you know he's obviously is making the points on. On, on, you know, it's, it's interesting he referred to as, as a midfielder, but I think it was part of a wider point, which was basically like these lads are really good, and I want them to play. And if you just keep saying I've got to buy people, I can't. And, and so if you if you just keep sort of throwing in, um, you know, new, more players, established players who who are going to want to play as well, like I can't.
can't sort of make that happen. So I think it was as much a point around that, really. These are talented young lads. We've gone out and got them. You know, Carvalho could have gone pretty much anywhere, couldn't he? You know, he was, he was one of the he most highly... He could have gone to West Ham and been pretty much guaranteed a game every week. That's yeah, the, yeah. And West Ham were really interested in them, and that's always been interesting to me. Yeah, and so I don't think that Jürgen Klopp is, is necessarily, you know, making him any promises or anything like that, but he is saying, like, you know, I'll have a look at you, you know, and if, you, if, you, if you're good enough, you're old enough, and, and, and he's proved that with, the, with, with, with Harvey Elliott, he's proved that, obviously, with Trent, he gives him, you know, his, 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 his first starts with Man United at Old Trafford, isn't it? There's nothing sort of bigger than that, so, we, so he'll back the lads, and, and that's why I think Liverpool, you know, is the destination now for if you're a, if you're a 17 to 19 year old and what hardly tipped it. That's why they're coming here because they do get opportunities, and so I think it's a fair point. He also mentioned in, in the interview today the idea of blogging pathways, yeah. and I think that's key to all of this that he's looking at it and he's saying, well, you know, we've seen Curtis Jones's development, we brought in Carvalho, and I think he can do a job there. If you bring in Ijid Bellingham or, or whoever this season, then you know, suddenly where are they getting their game? But um, I just thought it was interesting that he mentioned that point, he was keen to, to stress that. Sorry, now she's getting his pass. I've been on air. No worries at all. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, Lisa. Uh, excellent stuff. Yeah, the, the pass was. Yeah. Did you have a sort of a black one? Did yeah, you? I'd, I'd like a holding position one, whereas I've got this now, uh, which they managed to sort out for me. Uh, all the passes. Uh, knocking around. This is the just a. Uh, doing new drills, separating off at the minute, left the goalkeepers and sorting these little bits and pieces out uh, behind us with the sticks. The the other thing I think about them, uh, Craig, and we'll, we'll, we'll come on to talk about this more widely in a, in a minute or two, uh, but we're basically studying on the side of a pitch uh, where I think there's probably about at least 5,000 people, I think, uh, who are knocking around watching this training session from a Liverpool point of view. He talked about people being back and, and that being important to him and him seeing that as part of football you know the, the massive part of football they haven't been able to do one of these for a while and as I say we'll have a more of a wider chat about it in a second or two but from your point of view from what you've seen you've been in Bangkok for three or four days it's staggering to me how much all of Liverpool it feels as though maybe we're just in a bit of a bubble but you very much know Liverpool are in Bangkok I think it's crystal clear it's everywhere that you go we've been to a foundation event today it really is like a, a little festival of football turns up to Bangkok and to be fair that's also because it's also Manchester United as well Bangkok knows Liverpool are playing Manchester United tomorrow night yeah I was, I was surprised uh, um, you know I've done a couple of these tours and both of them have been in America and it's completely different here um, you know the, when we arrived at the at the airport yesterday and um, as, but even before the team had arrived you heard the, the chance that you hear in, in Anfield and then you heard the chance that they've made up themselves um, and and you can see like um, you know you can just see the hysteria around Liverpool coming to town like I think John was doing a podcast yesterday at one of the tour diaries where um, someone said on Twitter it's just screaming for the first 10 <laughs> minutes because it was just high-pitched squeals and I'm glad that the the, the the manager and the players went down to to sort of greet all the fans and because as we'd heard some of them had been waiting since 6 a.m. just to, to just to catch a glimpse and actually not knowing whether they would and I'm glad they did um, and yeah just you know every taxi driver you, you jump in and, and you, you say you want to go somewhere and they go Liverpool Liverpool and you're like yeah that taxi driver rang his missus to say did you answer that that's you know when you thought you were talking to us yeah and he was basically rang his missus I got some lads from Liverpool in the car and it's, <laughs> in Thai and it's, and it's, and it's brilliant John's ties come on leaps no, and bounds no no yeah, yeah. Well, a, bit, a bit of ages Neil <laughs> and do you know what I've, I've, I've I like many after after the Champions League final I've been a bit sort of like I've needed a break from football but um, seeing the fans back in the stadium I'm really really looking forward to tomorrow night to see to see them sort of uh, recreate the fan culture that they see at home uh, and and add elements of their own. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the scarves and the banners and, and all the all the shirts. 
Excellent stuff. All right, we're going to do this uh, show in a little part. So this is the end of the first part, uh, and then we'll be different for the second part, and we'll talk about different things as well. Don't be worrying about it at all. It is the Anfield Wrap, just live with brilliant footballers kicking the ball around behind you. Uh, it doesn't get better than this. It's one of the reasons <laughs> to come on you talk. look stressed, mate. Poor <laughs> 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 mate in there. Anyway, more in a minute. <laughs> Uh, Neil Atkinson and John Gibbons and Craig Hannon. The other thing that comes out of his, his multitude of midfield conversations today, John, is that he's he's very settled with the idea of a hierarchy as to who's going to play six for him. Fabinho more than happy with Henderson there, and was talking up Milner there as well. Now we've had pre-seasons in the past where he talked up Lallana there endlessly. The idea of Lallana in the six. Um, I was getting very carried away with. So I think it's stuff happening up the other end, which is somewhat confusing uh, in terms of set pieces. Because yeah, I've just turned around and uh, yeah, we've got a, a, a young goalie just sat with the ball. So yeah, that's not very exciting. There's a goal kick drill that Jurgen's come all the way back to look after, uh, and now he's fed it out onto this side. And yeah, then playing through midfield, playing through the lines, and they lost out in the end. There, Henderson picked it off them brilliantly. Um, and I think the other end up they're doing set pieces. But he was talking about the sixes, John and his hierarchy of them with Fabinho saying about Henderson, saying about Milner in the past we've had that with Lallana do you think that's enough or do you think that he that he's, he's being a bit optimistic there? I think it's, it's an interesting one isn't it because I think I don't mind Henderson's six but then you need to you know reflect the fact that if he is six then, then he's not you know for that game at least doesn't become an option to force the two off fronts it's interesting he doesn't mention Thiago because Thiago is sort of deep lying I wonder whether you know we might see a little bit more 4-2-3-1 next season than we have done this season as well and when he's talking about Cavalio as a midfield option you know maybe sort of more means that you know I feel like he can play in, in, in that three he talks about tens number tens in a couple of the interviews I've seen and says you know if have got a lot of lads who sort of want to play there then there's sort of what I'm supposed to do so it's interesting you know he's talking about you know and, and you know he, he might just be talking about sort of the attacking midfield role really which we've seen sometimes one of the three years is more attacking that's also right side the two he might be sort of referring to that but I do think you know we might see a little bit more 43 one in which case you know there's quite a few of our midfielders who if they were in a, in a two you know you'd be quite comfortable with I think it then throws it to obviously Thiago and so I think Keita uh, you'd be fine with it in, in a two as well and so so there's almost five of them there where you where you start but would you be fine so let's just say hypothetically would you be fine with Keita and Thiago in a two in a 4-2-3-1 or is that is that a, a, a very much a match dependent thing so one of the bottom ten at home he picks that team you go yeah we'll be absolutely fine here yeah I think I would yeah because I, th I think I trust them to work it out because they're both smart footballers as well and so I think you know you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily have you know that that big imposing figure that you have with, with Fabinho's there you know you wouldn't have the lighthouse if you like but if there were sort of two of them there and they're both you know they're both able to get out the pitch they're, you know they're, they're both very sharp in the movement really and smart footballers as well I would back them certainly in the type of games that you're talking about there which is you know a, you know a, a team who are maybe struggling a little bit at home you, you I, I quite like to see it in fact the more I think about it <laughs> you talked yourself into yeah. it well, yeah, yeah, great. Started first game. I think I think there will be more of Henderson at six. I think this is part of the. I'm, I like my options, and we're going to do things maybe a little bit differently. There would have been more Elliot if it hadn't been for the injury, Craig, and then that becomes well, where does Henderson get his games from, potentially in there? And I think that they'll. I think he, he'll have enjoyed what he got to see from Jordan Henderson in the last third of the season when he popped up in that deepest lion role. I think that that's what we're going to get a fair bit of, especially in the first part of the season when there's so many games. Henderson and Fabinho sharing that role. Oh. Firmino just nearly scored an outrageous flick. It would have gone off yeah. if that would have gone. It was a nice cross. 
what did you ask there again? Sorry. Yeah, I, so, very distracted by the football happening. Yeah, yeah, they're so good. That, uh, like, they, it's so quick what's happening in front of us. It's I was saying about how Henderson playing six yeah. is something that that I think he would have done more of, or it was comfortable to do more of at times last season. I'm laid back with that. Um, you know, I'm. I, I think in terms of footballers on uh, in in the first eleven. Van Dijk aside, Fabinho is the one that I look at, and, and if he's in there, he's the safety blanket to me. He's, he's the one that if I don't see it, I worry. But um, if there's going to be one of them, it's, it's Henderson dropping in, in in that position. I think on what John was talking about um, just before um, around uh, what John was talking about around um, the, the the change in formation, I think we will see something like that, especially when, uh, with Nunes having signed, and I think the, the having players that he feels can unlock defences so you know you, you think of the Harvey Elliott you think of uh, Carvalho it's these players that I think you might see in these positions um, and obviously look he's got he's got he's, he's heavily heavily loaded up up top even with Sadio Mane going um, he needs to get these footballers time on the pitch uh, and, and get all of the best ones at the same time so I think we might see that particularly at home uh, people are cooing and ooing and ahhing at the far end of the pitch John because it's Darwin Nunes ah. uh, it's, there's been a couple of crosses whipped in and he has headed the life out of them and I think that's what's got people sort of going Oh, that's quite an interesting one uh, at the back there as he's been sort of rising at the back post. He still remains, you know, we're going to be fortunate enough to watch this game against Manchester United tomorrow night. He is the one you are excited by seeing in the Liverpool shirt. Him and Carvalho, I really want to see what both of them have got tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I hope, you know, we, we see a fair few minutes from, from both of them. You know, how he how he picks the team and, and who he rotates and things like that will be interesting tomorrow. I think it'll be very much dependent on how much they've trained. So a lot of the lads, you know, I think this might be some of them first training sessions. Or they, 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 I think they trained when they landed. Uh, but, but the likes of Mo Salah only joined pre-season. There's a few others as well, you know, basically on the flight, uh, which is quite nice to see everyone out here, boys. Yeah. Meet, meet at the airport like a stag do. Uh, but it, 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 for a lot of them, this... You know the, the first training sessions, so so I think he'll be a bit mindful of that who he picks. But but then he might just pick two 11s He might just pick you know one 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 half one one the other and and see sort of how he goes from there. I would imagine you know he's brought thirty two lads for a reason, and, and some of that is to is to use is is to have a look at them. You know, and, and some of it for the young lads is to give them a, a little bit of experience and a little bit of you know a taste of being in this environment. You know, hearing the use and and and, and experiencing how big the football club is and giving them a taste of that but also I think he, he's looking at it thinking well you know it's warm conditions I want to give these lads a go uh, we're off here with Bobby Firmino is he going to cross it oh, oh he's at the bar Carvalho's just at the bar from Firmino oh, another block oh, in dear. there as well the playing uh, <laughs> very cool from Matt <laughs> heading back towards the, the game <laughs> uh, the playing behind us if you're, if you're listening to this the playing uh, a little thing where basically one side's got to play out of the press uh, and the other side's got to press win it back and go uh, and they're playing a bit of back and forth and that one the speed with which firstly they press each other but also the way they play out of it Craig is absolutely unbelievable it's, warm as well. it's outrageous when when you, you you think they're in trouble and then they're not and then suddenly they've they've created a chance like Firmino did there uh, it's unbelievable I'm dying to have a kick about here Neil I'm not going to lie we were at an event earlier uh, and it was little kids and I just wanted to you know Knock Go, a ball about, yeah, just knock a ball about. But I thought, you know what, I have to be professional. Especially here. with actual Liverpool coaches there as well. You feel like if you if you hit one nicely, you know what I mean. You might have a way with Jurgen and, and <laughs> say like, "What? Just, just in the wee man today, Jurgen? What absolute nonsense!" Uh, let's be crystal clear. Intensity yeah. is not my identity. No, 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 it's, it's most definitely not your identity. Uh, bad knees are your identity. Uh, before we get on to anything else, um, the. The other thing to, to sort of, I said before about looking forward to Nunes tomorrow night, John, I mentioned Carvalho as well. I'm sort of looking forward to another pre-season of, of Harvey Elliott. I think, you know, we, we, we thrilled at two of them. One of them, he ended up going on loan because they couldn't shift Shaqiri on. Uh, last one, he 
got him into a position where he was he was starting games against Chelsea, games away at Leeds United before the the terrible tackle, uh, which which disrupts the season. I feel like Elliot is going to be absolutely raring to go, and we've just seen some lovely Curtis Jones play as well on this left hand side there when they were just playing out with Milner. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a big preseason for, for a lot of players. I, I don't necessarily buy it's into it. Strange to say when they've just got ninety points, got yeah. two trophies, and, and and you know got to the European Cup final. Yeah, but I think like I, I think sometimes preseason is a bit downplayed. And people say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's all about fitness. But I think it's more than that. I think it's about impressing the manager. And listen, I don't think the manager's necessarily worried about score lines and things like that. And you're obviously going to see a lot of lads giving a go. But he is interested to see what they do in games. You know how they combine. I think for the forwards, in particular, you mentioned there, Nunes. Yeah. He'll be he'll be keen to look at well, how how's he how's he linking up with his new teammates who've got who's got a natural understanding with you know who maybe did they need a little bit of work you know is he picking up spaces you know that, that he, did he should be or is he is he is he is he, is he moving out the, you know out to the wide and who's sort of coming in and, and little things like that he'll be, lo- he'll be looking out for you mentioned there the, you know the midfielders and, and and options that they've got it is a it is a summer where Harvey Elliott can remind us all what a fantastic player he was and he was someone who went out of favour sort of a little bit towards the end of the last season but I think it was mainly the, the thing that I was talking about before which he just decides, you know, who his lads are at a certain point and just sort of goes with them. I think, I think Curtis Jones. They said I, I really like Curtis. Sort of said this, you know, a lot on podcasts. But you know, you want to see sort of a big preseason from him. And you know, if 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 Cobb's back in his midfield options, which he's which he's saying he is, then there is games for them. There is games sort of out there. And listen, Jones backs himself, doesn't he? So we be thinking, you know, he should he, he he can get a you know a starting place more often than not. And and that's how you, that's how you need to be as a young footballer in such a talented squad. I think you might, a, I think a, you might just have left one on that Phillips, by the way. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll if, there's a, if there's seemingly a, a, a you know a midfield gap in there that we're all talking about, I'm Curtis Jones. You know, I'm 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 using this preseason as, as you know to, to to grab hold of it. And, and we all know what he's like. He'll be thinking that himself. He's a footballer that has seemingly spent his summer uh, training in, in Dubai rather than going off on holiday for the entire time. So uh, he knows what he needs to do. And and I want to see him play it less safe. Uh, I, I feel like at times we saw that this season where he um, he was safe. And there's like Curtis Jones coming up through the, the, the youth academy. There was a bit of magic about him. It was like that. He's like a wild card footballer. Uh, and and we haven't really seen that from him. So um, preseason's massive for him. Uh, and I'm excited to see how he does. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, it is still going on around us. The pre-season training, uh, working on it right now. Lots of little bit, little bits of shouting. Uh, the, the managers got them in and got them round, having a chat to them. It's interesting how when they're coaching them then for those spells, that there's two, two of them stood, sat behind them at one end, telling them where to go and what to do next. Uh, very much getting drilling messages uh, into them as they go. Uh, okay, uh, we. Darwin will, Nunes is changing his socks. Uh, he is, which is interesting. I think, I think, I think he, he at the other end has caught a little bit of a knock of some description. Don't because, we heard him. Well, it is so exciting to watch it for the first time. We've been yeah. doing events out here and you know I've been pointing out to people like you're going to get to watch Nunes for the first time and that's really cool do you know what I mean like you don't get a lot of firsts as a, as a Thai Liverpool fan uh, do you but, but, but they are going to be the first people who get to watch Darwin Nunes in, in the flesh and, and you know how exciting you know for them and for us as well do you know what I mean because you know we're, we're Liverpool fans the same and we're just really excited to, to see him I, I can't wait to, to, to watch him it'll be interesting to see how, how long he gets you know I was talking before about different people coming back at different time and whether that, that affects it you know is he going to be looking to give a few lads 15 minutes and things like that or is it going to be like you know we want once once everyone's sort of playing and a half that's that's this sort of interesting thing you know for me to see over these next couple of games really how he shuffles it and how, how long he sort of gives people but i'd love to see at least half an hour from darwin nunes to, uh, on tomorrow night that'd be that'd be absolutely brilliant and, and i don't know i'm sure maybe there's a little bit of a mix over later hopefully we get one of the fullbacks because i'm going to ask them like i mean they must be licking the lips at the uh, at the idea of uh, his massive head <laughs> there you are uh, it's the end of our session. 
second part of what we're doing here at the stadium today in Thailand. It's a pleasure to be here. Hope we're bringing a bit of colour, bringing it to you on the Anfield wrap. If you haven't had the opportunity yet, do check out our interview with Jurgen Klopp. Uh, pleasure to do. Uh, got through a lot of stuff in a relatively short space of time. Download the app uh, and use the tokens that are there and get on board with that. It will be out as a video at some point. It isn't as we record this. Hopefully it will be very soon indeed. But anyway, it is the Anfield wrap. We are in Thailand. We'll be doing post-match content for you after the game against Manchester United. The same in the build-up to the game against Crystal Palace and the aftermath of that one as well. It's always good to come out on these tours and speak to so many Liverpool supporters. We'll be back in a minute. It is the Anfield wrap. It is the free show. It is a pleasure to do. A pleasure to be in Thailand, as I said a minute or two ago. Here is some of the bits and pieces that we managed to get from the mix zone after Liverpool's training session here in Thailand. Harvey, how was that for you? Look pretty intense and the heat is a good session. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not your usual minus one session before a game, but um, I mean, yes, to put us in the best possible position tomorrow. Um, none of us are going to play full game, so we needed that little uh, run out and, and blow out today um, just to, to go into tomorrow feeling fresh and uh, feeling 100% and having that intensity in our mind. So, yeah, I mean, we're all looking forward to tomorrow. If you look at the crowd here today or hear the crowd at least, it's, uh, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a big one tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, there's only a few thousand here, but they're making some racket. Uh, you know, backing you tomorrow, obviously there's going to be Man United fans in here as well. They're going to be wanting to compete with each other. I'm sure the Liverpool supporters will want to be the loud one. So, yeah, it's it's going to be like a Premier League game tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah it's going to be crazy. Um, I mean, like always, the atmosphere is uh, incredible wherever you go as a Liverpool player. So, once again, we're just really thankful to have that support all around the world um, and just looking forward to putting on the show in front of these fans and then showing them sort of what the English game brings because I don't think they get to watch it as much or at least witness it live so I mean two superb teams in Liverpool and Man United so uh, yeah it'll be, a, it'll be a great game for sure. Do you feel like it's a, it's a big pre-season for you? It's, oh yeah, it's a big pre-season for, for, for everyone I guess but, but for yourself obviously the start of last season you, you're very much in the manager's plans he's, he's picking you more often than not and then the injury comes do you feel like this is a, you know, a chance for, to remind everyone really you know, what a top player you are and, the, and that you are the first team player for Liverpool? Yeah I think so um, it's just down to me really really to go and prove to the people and prove to the manager and the coaching team that I'm still able to play. Um, obviously the injury came at a disappointing time for me last season, um, but it's a, it's a different season this season. I'm focused fully um, and whatever happened last season's in the past. Um, so yeah, even just for myself really, just to go out there, get some vital minutes and put myself in the best possible position for this season um, to, to make sure that I get the, the right amount of minutes in my leg and, and, and get the, the right workout for me. Um, and, just more importantly, enjoy football because obviously I had four and a half months out. So just to be back here playing and putting on a Liverpool shirt again, it's as I keep saying, it's my dream. So to be able to do it, even in friendly matches and pre-season matches, it's, it's still a dream come true to myself. So yeah, I'm just once again so excited to put on the shirt and go out and play. Just last one for me. Um, the new lads, you know, how are they looking? You know, it's the first chance for a few of us. I look at Darwin Nunes, obviously Cavalio as well, who's coming similar sort of route to you. How, how, how are they looking? Yeah, yeah, they're looking brilliant. I mean, both of the boys have settled in. Um, even the younger ones that have come up to train with us, they've, they've looked brilliant and just shows what quality this club has in terms of different age groups and different players. There's a lot of variety here and a lot of competition in, in positions. So, um, I mean, yeah, the, the two signings are going to help us and improve us as a team. Um, if that was possible, but I think it is. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing alongside them and, and seeing how they do and obviously playing in front of the fans and showing the fans how good they are and why Liverpool signed them. Well, go well tomorrow, mate. Nice Thank to see you. you. Joe, it was a good session. I enjoyed watching it, being up close. Everyone looked sharp and it was certainly um, some tackles going in there as well. Yeah, another good session for us, you know, pre-season, so it's always going to be intense. Um, first proper session back for quite a few of the boys, so... Um, no. You know, amazing crowd to watch training. Um, 
bit of atmosphere and yeah we enjoyed enjoyed a good session ready for tomorrow how are the new lads looking you know settling into to a squad I guess it's quite difficult you know it's, it's an unusual place to meet some of your teammates I suppose but how are they doing sort of on the pitch and, and also like around the group as well all good um, it's quite a nice, quite nice, you know, to come away together and be with each other every day, especially for the for the new players to get used to everyone and get to know everyone. Um, so it's it's nice for them to settle them well and hopefully they can just enjoy the next week or so being here. We're talking about the parade a couple of days ago when we were sort of in the press conference and saying how I feel that you know give everyone a boost when when we needed it and also going into this season. You know, keeping that positivity going. You know, do you, do you still sort of think about that day and how many people, you know, turned out and the atmosphere and, you know, how we could hopefully push into this pre-season with that feeling of t togetherness, but also determination to, to win more and have more parties. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was an amazing experience. You know, it's all good when you win trophies and win things for, for people to turn out. But it was a special moment for us after the Champions League final to come back to the support we had. I think that means an awful lot to the lads um, and the staff and um, it makes you want to do it even more for them, you know, this season, go again, give absolutely everything and, and try and be as successful as possible, uh, like you said, have more have more times together. <laughs> and what Andy Robinson said, I'll be making DJ, I don't know if you were expecting <laughs> some lad some he went to school with us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll get the nod uh, the next time. Now, in terms of tomorrow night, it's, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere here. I was just saying to Harvey, we've heard what noise, you know, a few thousand can make at a training session. They're, they're going to be loud as anything tomorrow. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to concentrate in terms of everything that's going on, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night. I've had a bit of taste for it. It's a great stadium. It's going to be full. It, yeah, it should be the good. atmosphere is always really good here. You know, fans love football, uh, really passionate. So I'm sure it'll be a good atmosphere. And uh, first pre-season game back. So, yeah, nice to, to get back to playing football and, and, and not a bad game to do it in. Be a lot of changes uh, tomorrow night. Everyone's sort of coming back and things like that. Is it to the manager or just want to have a look at as many players as possible in the, in the game? Yeah, I think he'll just you know, do what we always do and try and play with the intensity that we play at. But obviously I'm sure we'll be making changes within the game to give everybody minutes to try and build up for the pre-season games and be ready when the start of the season comes. Right, we'll look forward to it. Nice one, mate. Cheers. Thank you. So post-mix zone, but before we talk about that little bit there as well, John, one of the things that just hit me whilst I was watching them press, play, move the ball, is that genuinely they press each other on the first day back of pre-season more than the bottom 10 do some of the bottom 10 do when they come to Anfield do you know what I mean yeah. like for those stretches there they're absolutely killing each other rattling in a couple of them have gone down with knocks over the course of it you know you would think it would be an easy one back you'd think it'd be one saying oh we're well, with the crowd and all of that that was deadly serious stuff and the speed of it's just astonishing yeah Tiago and Darwin Nunes it was who sat the rest of the session I'll be sore at one on Tiago with Fabino but it was a it was a lively tackle like I don't know if it was that one you'd assume so uh, with Darwin Nunes as well, he wants to sort of carry on, and the manager <laughs> very much unceremoniously sent him sent him to come and sit down. Uh, you know, he didn't want to. You know, he obviously wants to impress, and uh, you know, was it was a bit, looked a bit miffed about it. But you know, they're, they're being sensible, Andy. And listen, we all hope to, to see both of them tomorrow. But you're right; that's just the you know shows that the intensity of what that session was. And I think it's almost like the the, the reminding the players what we're all about. And you know, there is the the people in this line is uh, our, our identity is intensity and. Um, um, 
and you know it's almost by saying you know it's first session for first proper session with the whole team yeah remember what we do and it's this and it doesn't matter if it's you know still very warm in the evening and uh, you know it's, it's a bit pretty humid and, and close you know so we're out there and, and we're working and, and when I did talk to Jordan there a, a, um, and I'm going to come on to that but when I talked to Jordan I asked him about you know seeing a lot of subs tomorrow night and he said well yeah because we want to we want to be intense so it's better to basically to, to go out for 45 minutes than, than for coast for 90 and that's yeah. quite an interesting thing because you know you think about him using a lot of subs you know in terms of you know wanting to have a look at a lot of players and things like that and that's how I sort of framed the question and he said basically said it's more about the fact that we want to go really hard and so you know it's it's about you know uh, but the, the recognition that they haven't you know maybe got 90 in the legs at the moment because they've all just had a big break so it's all about you know tomorrow it's you know I'm expecting to, to see that intensity on the pitch because you know from what from the captain said there really you know it's it's one harder than get off and give someone else a go no but I think within in general that is the you know it's, it, it's going to be interesting all the way through the season with the five sub question around that but I, I just to, to capture it there and, and to be so close to it which we were and we you know we're so pleased to be able to be so close the the absolute the it's the intensity on both sides when you've got the ball you've also got to be intense because these lads are roaring at you at a speed that you just would not believe we've got Henderson going down the tunnel now um, the, the, you know your, your opponent slash your teammates are roaring at you at a, at a speed that you wouldn't believe and that's yeah. you know we, 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 we were laughing saying that we basically supported whichever set of Liverpool players <laughs> had the ball at any one time we want to see them do good stuff but that's how they're able to play under such pressure under such intensity is that this is what they're doing to each other all the time yeah when well, you can see that there was there's quite a few young players who come on the tour isn't it and I think they were there was a couple of them maybe you know struggling with the with the drill and not not struggling but you know the, the younger lads were more likely to give it away in certain situations than than the more experienced ones but that sound they're not as used to it and hopefully by the end of the week they're, they're giving it away less and they're getting more used to you know the speed of, of what's going on around them the size of some of the units who, who, <laughs> <laughs> we were running at them as, as, as well and also just you know that that's how you that's how you raise your level isn't it by playing with better players by playing in these intense situations and really testing your touch really testing your decision making and speed of thought as well as a massive thing you know when i watch you know what they're doing it's not just the, the quality that they've got on the ball it's how quickly they, they make those decisions and, and that's what the best players do you know they're able to before they've even got it they know what they're going to do they know how to sort of shift it away you know their instincts and everything's absolutely spot on and so you know when you're watching the very best and there was some you know great performers out there in terms of those intensity Joe drills. Look good. Well, both. I mean, all the centre halves are brilliant in football, is what I would say. And like, I think all of us have still got that. Well, I know I have. I say all of us still got that thing where you're like, oh, the lads who play centre half aren't that good at footy. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Gomez was was unreal in that drill, and Canati as well did did one thing, and I was like, he's in trouble here, and he just danced around the fella, <laughs> and I was like, how are you doing that? Your size, do you know what I mean? He was so nimble on his feet and and danced around. So I was really impressed with with both Gomez and, and Canati, but. Yeah, Joe looked sharp as anything, which is brilliant. So, really looking forward to, to watching him tomorrow night now. Uh, you got to speak to Harvey as well. Um, thought he looked really, really good, really, really sharp. And, you know, we, we said earlier on about how significant this little preseason is for him. I think what I think is different here is that Liverpool, I think, are determined to make this a big week. And I'm actually surprised that the, the, the intensity of training there, I'm surprised by. But I think that's important for people like Harvey Elliott. I think it's important that from day one, as Harvey's getting back stuck into this, there's no hiding places, not that he'd want one, but more the idea of 
we're all getting to the level that we need to get at ASAP, the level that he was hitting at the start of last season, where he was at the start of last season's campaign. We're getting everyone back there as quickly as we possibly can, and that's what we got to see, and that's what Harvey wants. Yeah, I, I, I like speaking to Harvey. I, I've never really spoken to him, I don't think. I think that's the, just the first time we've sort of had a, you know, I wouldn't call it in-depth chat, it was a few minutes, but I, I don't think I've actually sort of spoken to him before, apart from just to say hello in a certain situation. Um, but but I liked him. I thought he was, he was, he was really confident. He was... Uh, you know, articulate and, and backed himself, and, and not in a sort of a big-headed way, but you know, he's, he's played for the first team. He yeah. understands what that's about now. He understands the challenges. He'll, he'll know what he needs to work on. But he's proved to himself he can do it. And then, then now he just sort of needs to do that again, really. And, and of course, he, he spoke really well, sort of about that, really, and and showing that he is a first-team player. He is one of these ones to be considered in a midfield role when when everyone's saying we haven't got enough, as Jurgen sort of said. And, and and yeah, looking forward to to, to watching him. It was funny. Because we would we would just say where we had that if it was on Michael Wow, it's a big big preseason for Harvey Elliott and then and then I think I think it was on the record and then and then he turns up so we get to say to him, uh, which is one of the nice things about sort of doing these preseason thing. But he agreed. Uh, and, and and I think I think he's he's you know wants wants to show what he's all about in these games and and, and say to Ian Klopp, you know, start, start me in that first game. And he's got a chance, he's got every chance of that happening. I think so, I think so indeed. Last thing is for the numbers who've turned out today, John, you know, they'd be beginning to ebb away now. But it is, for, you know, we said before about it, it's, it's clearly in Bangkok, this game, there's no getting away from it. Um, but for me, there's this very clear thing where it's about just catching a glimpse of them as much as anything else. And that's something that we're so privileged to get to do by virtue of just going to Anfield and going to away games. But it is that, you know, the idea of going to see them at the airport, the idea of coming here for this, the numbers who've come and done it and the way they've chosen to do it. They just want to catch a glimpse of them. They've got a lot more than that tonight. I'll say it again, they've got more than I thought they'd get. I thought it might be a little bit of going through the motions. It was not. It was serious, serious football. But for me, that's, you know, it's where Liverpool are now. But it's also, I think, the way the way football is and the way it's perceived over here. It's been so long since Liverpool have been in Thailand uh, in this sort of part of the world. And they just want to get a glimpse of the side that, as far as they're concerned, since they last saw them, they've won a Champions League. Yeah. They've, won a, they've, they've won a Champions League. They've won the Premier League. They've got to a final. They've won two other trophies in the last couple of years. They've won the World Club Championships. That's all happened since Liverpool were last here. In fact, this could be the first time these have seen Mo Salah. I'm trying to work that out myself in my own mind. Yeah, I the think moment. it will be. Yeah, and yeah. So you're in this situation where this is... This is is major isn't it this is major major stuff and they just want to get a glimpse of, the, of, of their heroes and that's that's phenomenal to see yeah and it is and they've had a good evening hasn't it? it's been a good evening you know if i had to come to this like as a as a, as a punter if you like I, i'd be made up you know the all the stuff outside the stadium that's obviously set up for tomorrow but was open now that you know there's there's, there's there's all the stages set up you know well we're, we're obviously doing a bit before say obviously we are doing it before the game uh, tomorrow where uh, jamie webster's coming over which are two billions not seeing jamie i think he was doing a festival at the weekend so he's He's out sort of a little bit later. Hey, we all had gigs to do, didn't we, Neil? We all had gigs to do, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's, he's going to be sort of here, and it should be some nice tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it now. That's giving everyone a bit of a taste there, including the, the, the crowd. You know, some of them maybe, you know, can't necessarily afford to go tomorrow, so so this is this is their thing. But, I mean, I was talking to the footballers there, yeah, what noise, you know, a few thousand they made in a training session. It's it's going to be lively tomorrow, and, and the, the Liverpool fans are one of our do the Man United fans, and, and vice versa, I, I'm sure. So, 
yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. The, the, the players have just shown they're ready. The supporters in here have just shown that they're gonna make loads of noise. And just needs me and you to bring our A game now, Neil. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do that. Uh, getting something to eat would be a start. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna obviously go away, pull all this together, get it sent off. We've done now, mate. Have you on. We've, we've got to send things. Oh, uh, that's, not, that's not my problem. Uh, we've got admin uh, in order to in order to make all of this happen. It's been a long day. You've done well, mate. Considering, <laughs> been, considering this morning you were in this country. It's been a uh, yeah. It's been it's, it's been quite a hell, the hell of a seventy-two hours. But here we are. Uh, it's great to get to do it, and it's so much fun. And it's great to be in the stadium. The stadium has very much captured my imagination. I like a stadium that that like gets to be flat against the sky. You just sort of know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I love, no, I love it's, that. It's, it's Boston yeah. and, the, and the backdrop of, of the city uh, behind and all that. It's. Uh, so it's, it's very very cool indeed and it's going to look even better full tomorrow it is indeed it's going to be the business tomorrow so we'll get everything we can for you around that keep an eye on all the social stuff bits and pieces we'll be doing the pink at home the post-match pints will be happening we've done the Jurgen Klopp interview the Jurgen Klopp conversation that we're pleased to have had the opportunity to have done everything that you need around both this tour and everything to do with Liverpool Football Club on the Anfield Wrap see you soon